Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Because then the heart must hear the Lord inviting me to seek him as an imperative. As an imperative. It's imperative upon me to seek the face of God in this season. Many a time when God speaks, we hear him as if he's giving an opinion. I suggest you come. Maybe, why don't you think about coming? <laughs> That's how many people hear the voice of God. But for you to go to enter depths of the presence of God, when he invites you to come, your heart must hear it as an instruction, as a command, as an imperative. I have to be in his presence this time. That's why, that's, what, that's how God began to raise us up. Campus days, going into that fuck out of forestry, when I was doing food science and technology, in that time when the presence of God was inviting me to come into the presence of God, you could go into the lecture room praying in tongues. And all the time you are there, you are praying in tongues. Because your heart is hearing an invitation. And it's an imperative on you. It's something you feel you have to do. Somebody say amen. amen. Your heart must hear the invitation to seek God as the solution. To your problem as the way out of your situation because many a time when God invites us in such times like this to seek his face is something added on to the many priorities we have but God says the mountain that has been before you all these years I'm going to move it out of your way just come into my presence Amen. the medical condition you've had for years that doctors have no solutions for. Seek my face, I'm going to fix it. The financial trouble you've been grappling with that you, know, you, you don't know any solution for, you don't have any solution for, seek my face, I'm going to fix it. You must hear that invitation as a solution and as a way out. Many of you know the gentleman called Kagodo. Tell your neighbor Kagodo. I think he's a proprietor of Zion Estates. This guy, he prays three hours every day. With the many things that he's doing every single day. He kneels down for three hours, raises his hands, and prays. Because he knows that Jesus Christ, the one he seeks, he holds everything together by the word of his power. Another guy I learned of recently by the name of Gershom. Gashom has a family of about maybe five or six. But the time came when they became bankrupt. And they were renting a house. And uh, he came to, to a point that he couldn't feed his family. So he agrees with the wife that why, why don't you take the children to your father's house. And I will stay with this one who is handcuffed. One of our children. And that's what he did. Where did he go? He went to the prayer mountain. And he was there for months. He prayed until he broke through into the breakthrough. <laughs> Everything around him has now changed. He's giving coasters and buses to churches. A guy who wouldn't even pay his rent. 
Seeking God is not a suggestion. It's a solution in your current situation. And that's what my heart hears. When there are no finances back home in the ministry, I turn to God. When there are issues in the family, I turn to God. My, 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 my boy was born with, I don't know how they call those, those feet. They were twisted all around. Clubs. I turned to God and he fixed them. My girl was born with a tearing eye. We went to Mango and they were suggesting different, different surgeries. I turned to God, he dried it up. It's a solution, it's not a suggestion. And your heart must hear that. Lastly, your heart must believe that when I seek him, something is going to happen. After these 21 days, I declare your house will never be the same again. Never. I declare. Not because I've declared, because he's faithful. Because he told Israel, never seek my face in vain. And so as we seek him, we seek him in faith, we seek him in trust, believing that something is going to happen. The writer of Hebrews says that without faith it's impossible to please God. Then he says those who come to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that seek him diligently. Tonight I declare God is going to reward you. For every night you come, for every step you take, for every sacrifice you make, for all the time that you put your attention towards heaven, he is going to reward you. He is a rewarder. What you want to highlight in this verse is that God is asking us to seek his face, not his hand, not his blessings, not his miracles. You said, seek my face. My heart says, your face will I seek. Why? Because according to scripture, everything ensues out of his face. Everything. I want to take you through several scriptures that you're going to appreciate everything that I'm talking about. As a matter of fact, let me begin on the negative note. When the face of God is against you, I pray that you die soon. Really. Because your life is going to be miserable. Listen to this. Leviticus 20 and verses number 2. Say to the people of Israel, anyone of the people of Israel or of the strangers who sojourn in Israel who gives any of his children to Molech shall surely be put to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stones. Verses 3. I myself will set my face against that man and will cut him off from among his people because he has given one of his children to Molech and to make my sanctuary unclean and to profane my holy name. And if the people of the land do, do, do at all close their eyes to that man when he gives one of his children to Molech and do not put him to death, verses number five, then I will set my face against that man and against his clan and will cut them off from among their people, him and all who follow him in warring after Molech. If a person turns to mediums and necromancers and warring after them, verses number six, I will set my face against that person and I will cut him off from among the people. As a matter of fact, when God says his face against you, you are cut off. You are disconnected. You are as good as dead. 
That's the meaning of scripture. And there are things that are not really things that, how can I put it? Put it there are principles of God. If, if, if you abuse them, you're going to be on the wrong side, according to scripture. Did you know that, not recently, but I was preaching in Burundi a few weeks ago. No, just actually, just last week. And I was telling them that when you, how do you sugarcoat what I'm about to say? Okay. <laughs> when you sleep with another woman's husband, hmm, two things happen. One, he says that somebody else will take your husband. Two, he said, your increase will be rooted out. That's very scary. Because you live in a kind of life where you see no increase. The moment it comes, it's blown away. These are principles. And these are areas where the church plays around with. Are you listening to me? So I'm talking about his face against you. And we are children of God. We don't have the face of God against us. We have the face of God towards us. He loves us. He believes in us. He treasures us. But I wanted you to appreciate that bit of scripture. Look at number 6 and verses 22 to 27. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron and his son saying, thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say unto them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel and I will bless them. Meaning that when the face of God shines upon you, the three things begin to happen in your life. One, you have peace. Two, you have the blessing of God on you. And three, you carry the name of God wherever you go. And you see God vouching for you no matter where you are caught up. Because you bear his name. His face has shone on you. Look at Psalm 17 and verses number 15. As for me, I shall behold your face in righteousness. He says, when I awake, I shall be satisfied with your likeness. Listen to me. Nothing is going to satisfy you in life as his face. As having moments when all you do, you seek the face of God. Until the face of God shines on you. The psalmist says what is going to happen to you. You are going to be satisfied. And the Hebrew word there is very heavy. Because it's the word Saba. It means to be sated with food. I'm sorry, I don't know any other languages. God is about to give you a divine mukuto. 2019, a divine mukuto is coming to you. Mukuto means being full of food. And you guys don't know what I'm talking about. But those of us who grew up in the village, you could eat until you could eat no more. And you begin to sit like this. 
That's what he's talking about, Saba. Tell your neighbor, God is about to Saba you. I remember when I was in P6, because we had such a challenging, you know, childhood. We could survive on either fennel, jackfruit, or jambula. I don't know what they call jambula, blackcurrants. It's not that. But we could survive on jambula. And I remember climbing up the jambula tree with a friend of mine. And we ate ourselves crazy. Now the problem was in coming down. Really true story. Because my friend was so full that he couldn't climb down. And just think about the crisis I was in. Sated us with food. It also means to be satisfied with something. As we seek the face of God, those deep desires of our hearts are going to be satisfied. Sabbath also means to be fulfilled. Kind of having all your goals fulfilled. Everything you have ever set out to pursue, to achieve, to do, to accomplish, God begins to bring it into place. Simply because you're spending your time seeking his face. It also means to have one's feel of one's desire. What is your deepest desire? What is your greatest desire? Don't pursue the desire. Seek his face. Oh, come on, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of trial. Do we have anything like this in scripture? Yes. Genesis 24 and verses 1. Now Abraham was old. And well advanced in years. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. The King James says in every way. All you do you seek his face and you are blessed in every way. You are blessed in all things. Look at Psalm 31 and verses number 14 to 16. Psalm 31, 14 to 16. But I trust in you, O Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hand. Listen. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from my persecutors. Make your face shine on your servant. Save me in your steadfast love. The psalmist is saying that when the face of God shines on you, He rescues you from the hand of the enemy. And I want you to see what he's saying. He's saying you are already in the grip of the enemy. Something is squeezing your life hard. And God says that even if you are in his grip, I'm going to bring you out. No matter how many deadlines you have, no matter what is crushing you and squeezing you, as you seek my face, I'm going to bring you out. And how does he bring you out? By a command. By a command. Psalm 71 and verse 3 says, Be to me a rock of refuge to which I may continually come. You have given the command to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. God is not about to descend and untwist the fingers of the enemy so that he loses his grip around you. He commands, let him go. Let that family go. Let that business go. Command. Jonah's style. He commanded the fish to vomit him. 
All you do, you seek his face. Come to Psalm 67 and verses number 1 to 7. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. That your way may be known on the earth and your saving power among all the nations. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon the earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us and let the ends of the earth fear him. He's saying in the scripture that as I seek the face of God and God causes his face to shine upon me, he blesses me in such a way that the earth will know the way of the Lord. Let the people look at you this year and they say, surely God has been faithful to that woman. God has been faithful to that gentleman. God has been faithful to that lady. Friends, it happens. You capitalize on seeking his face. And the way he blesses you is not the ordinary way. How many of you are ready for extraordinary blessings? Somebody say amen. This psalm says he blesses you in such a way that he provokes others to praise him. Let the people praise him. I'm praying that what is about to happen to you will cause the Muslims to say, Yes, what in our man? Are you listening to me? I didn't introduce Pastor Joshua. Pastor Joshua entered a long time of seeking the face of God, 40 days and 40 nights, eating nothing, just drinking. And then the witch doctor, who was always against him, invited him into her shrine to come and pray for her. In the shrine. And so he went with the mass choir in the shrine. Now just imagine how, how funny the community was wondering praise songs coming from the shrine. And so they begin to clap and they begin to sing until they, they were sweating. And then God told him move now and lay hands on this crippled witch. So they lay hands and he feels the power of God moving. And this lady begins to move. And he touches his eyes and she begins to see. And then the, the servant of the witch goes out of the shrine and he says, Yes, Walina, man. Yes, Walina. Coming from the shrine. This is what God is talking about. Clap your hands, all you people. Psalm 67 says he blesses you in a way that the nations are judged. Understand that when you are a child of God and you are in covenant, the miracle that blesses you is the same miracle that drowns your enemy. You guys have read Exodus 14, have you? When they went through to the other side, those who pursued them were buried. In what they had gone through. This is what God is talking about. In Psalm 67. He says he blesses you in such a way that. The earth brings your increase. My prayer for you. Is that wherever you have made any investment. 
This year, let increase come forth. Let increase come forth. And I'm speaking at the level of heaven, not at the level of the economy of Uganda. Let increase come forth out of your every investment ground. He says, so that the ends of the earth shall fear him. Do you believe that God can bless you? To a level that the people you left in Kabulasoke know that God has visited you. Now this is powerful. Go to Job 33 and verses 19. He says, man is also rebuked with pain on his bed and with continuous strife in his bones so that his life loath his bread and his appetite the choicest food. His flesh is so wasted away that it cannot be seen. And his bones that we are not seen stick out. His soul draws near to the pit and his life to those who bring death. If there be for him an angel, a mediator, one of the thousand to declare to the man what is right for him. He is merciful to him and says, deliver him from going down into the pit. I have found a ransom. Let his flesh become fresh with youth. Let him return to the days of his youthful vigor. Then man prays to God and he accepts him. He sees his face with a shout of joy and he restores this man in his righteousness. Do you know that this scripture is talking about three personalities? Number one is a very sick person. Their bones are sticking out. They can no longer walk. Number two is the one that he calls an angel, a mediator, a prayer warrior. One who stands in the gap on the behalf of this person who is so sick that they can no longer pray for. What brings back this man's life? The face of God. When the face of God shines upon anybody given to die, they can come back to life. That's what the Bible talks about. That's why we seek his face. Psalm 80 and verses 1 to 3. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who are enthroned upon the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh. Stir up your might and come to save us. Restore us, O God. Let your face shine that we may be saved. Verse 7, restore us, O God of hosts, let your face shine that you may be saved. Verse 19, restore us, O God of hosts, let your face shine so that you may be saved. When the face of God shines over you, restoration is inevitable. Restoration is inevitable in every area of your life. He restores your youth like that of an ego. He restores your marriage. He restores your love relationship. He restores your finances. He opens the doors that people closed. He restores everything simply by his face shining on you. Everything ensues out of his face. Did you know that until the face of God shined upon Job, he was not restored? Job 42 and verses 5, I heard of you by the hearing of the ear. But now my eye sees you. Verses 10. And the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had. It all came from the shining of his face. You have said, seek my face. My heart says, your face, Lord, will I seek. 
Psalm 119 and verses 135. Make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your statutes. Seeking his face increases revelation. It increases revelation. It gives you illumination in the things of the spirit. Revelation is not something you've recently learned. Revelation is a truth that has just become naturally applicable to you. Come on, clap your hands if you understand what I'm talking about. Revelation is not something you've recently learned. Revelation is a truth that has just become naturally applicable to you. It has become part, part and parcel of you. The late used to talk about the power of proven performance. Literally meaning I proved these things again and again and again. What are they proven? Witches have no, no chances of survival before him. What are they proven? Any bondage can be broken. One time they were seeking the face of God and the witch was sent from the Buganda kingdom to strangle him. And this witch, I think, this, this, they sent this lady called Mumbeja Kezimbira to strangle him. And they told him, the, the people, the witches told him, that, told, told her that when he closes his eyes to pray for you, strangle him, we shall empower you to kill him. So he says, he closes his eyes and lays hands on this lady. And then the spirit of God tells him, open your eyes. And the claws of this lady were by his neck. And they rebuked the lady. And the lady, they were in the small room, and the lady turns into a leopard. Ingo, a leopard. He says he'd never known the power of the blood of Jesus until that day. Because all he was left to say was the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Until this leper turns again into a lady. And she's delivered. And she gives her life to Jesus. Come on, clap your hands. But he was walking and moving in this truth that has become naturally applicable to him. The power of proven performance. When Smith Wigglesworth ever prayed for you and you never got healed, he was surprised. And that's where God is inviting us, friends. That's where God is inviting us. And so, seeking his face increases revelation. In this slide, I'll share one, one more scripture, which is Psalm 34 and verses 5. He says, those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. This talks about two things. He says, as you seek his face, you don't need Mama Lususu anymore. Neither do you need Shua Deal anymore. That's what he's talking about here. Actually, you save a lot of money. Just seek his face. He makes your face radiant. Tell your neighbor, get ready to see me. Come on, look into the eyes of anyone and say, get ready to see me. You guys, have you read Daniel chapter 1? When these three young men and Daniel seek the face of God and they appear before the owner 
and they look brighter and smarter and more radiant than the rest? It's true. It's true. <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> yesterday a lady came after the service and she said, Pastor, you know what? I've grown old. By the way, I'm your senior. And I said, how old are you? He said, I'm 40. I said, you're a baby. <laughs> In her mind, she thinks I'm way younger than 40. <laughs> I don't use sure deal. Neither do I use mama lususu. Their faces are ready. Number two, he said, they shall not be embarrassed. They shall not be ashamed. The Lugana says, Can you imagine God saving you, editing embarrassment out of your life forever? That's the meaning of the scripture. Just seeking his face. Everything ensues out of there. This is how I want to close it. He says, you have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face do I seek. And so me and you then have to ask a very important question. What is his face? And Pastor Moses just said it a while ago before he stood on the platform. Seeking his face is seeking the reality of Christ in your life. Everything you've read about him to become real, tangible, visible, physical in your life, in your family, in your marriage, amongst your children, seeking the reality of Christ in your life. It's all about desiring to know him more. Don't you think we need to know this guy more who laid down his life? Who loved the unlovable? Who shed his blood? We need to know him more. One of the things that, you know, stirs up my heart is to sing a song and it's just good music. And my spirit is not clicking it. Every praise and worship song must send me jumping for, because of excitement. Ay, 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 ay. It's so true. And I, even, and I even go to the platform and I tell the worship leaders, cut them off, cut them off. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Seeking to know him more. Seeking his faces to experience, seeking, seeking to experience his life and his promises. Friends, I'm praying for you that the one who walked on the waters 2,000 years ago will walk into your house. Amen. Will walk into your house. Will walk into the affairs of your family. Will walk into your business. You'll be amazed all day long. Seeking his face is to seek to have his victory at Calvary enforced in every area of your life. You have said, seek my face. My heart says, your face, Lord, do I see. Can we close with how do you seek his face? 
How do you seek his face? Can we close there? Only one verse in the book of Psalms. Now you know I love the book of Psalms. Because it's my prayer book. Psalm 5 and verse 3. Psalm 5 and verse 3 says, O Lord, and notice that this Lord is in capital letters. So that is Yahweh. Hmm? The one they, they interpret in capital letters in our English Bibles, that is Yahweh. Hmm? O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. And in the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. Now that scripture is very loaded. Because number one, he's saying you only seek God with your voice. Your voice has to be heard. Your voice has to be released. Because some people when they are seeking the face of God, they are simply saying, Pastor Moses, pray for me. That's not seeking God. That's not seeking. They depend on, you, you, you go to the Christian radios. And after the program here. God is not asking others to pray for you. He's saying, pray yourself. Release your voice. That scripture is loaded. Your voice has to be heard until the angels in heaven become conversant with your voice. Come on. Excuse my Luganda. Understand, friends? Your voice. Element number two. My voice you shall hear in the morning. You seek God early. You seek God early. Seeking God is not what you do last. After you've made your runs in the city. When you have, baby, today we have some spare time. I think let's go for that thing called 21 season. That's not how they see God. Did you see it in scripture? Early. In, when it's a season to seek his face, any other thing comes second. You see him fast. You guys have ever read Proverbs 8, 17? I love those who love me. Those who do what? Those who seek me early shall find me. What was the practice of Jesus? He sought him early. Before he does anything else. One, you seek him with your voice. Do you seek him early? And then he goes into number three. He says that, um, where is that verse? Hmm? He says, in the morning. Then, in the morning, I will direct it to you. And, is that it all? Okay, that's King James. New King James. Let me read it here. I'm reading English Standard Version. Oh Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice. That's what I was looking for. I prepare a sacrifice. Seeking God must be sacrificial. You don't seek him in convenience. 
Legs, legs in hot water. A dish of popcorn. The TV is on. Baby, we are in season 21. <laughs> oh, shabababababa. It doesn't work that way. It costs you something. It pulls out of you. You go after him. Make sense? And friends, this is not being legalistic. Ah. You guys have ever been in a love affair before? Hmm? Although it's sacrificial, you enjoy to do it. Somehow you love to do it. Pastor Moses, when I fell in love, my wife was working in Budo. I was in Rubaga Miracle Center. She knows the whole story. And, uh, and uh, he knows the whole story. Robert. And, uh, and I didn't have a car. But I couldn't go to see a teacher in Buddha on a Buddha Buddha. It doesn't make sense. So what do I do? I get a special hire. And I go to Buddha. That time I should have bought maybe seven Prados out of that. It was a lot of money. It was expensive. It was a sacrifice. But I love to give that sacrifice. I enjoy to give that sacrifice. The only way to see her was to give that sacrifice. Did you hear that? In the morning, I prepare a sacrifice. So that's why David said to what is that guy? Onan? He says, Onan. I will not give to God that which has costed me nothing. Number four, which is our last one. He says, and watch. You seek the Lord patiently. You seek the Lord patiently. You are willing to wait. You are willing to wait. You are patient. Lord, if you don't give me this miracle this year, I'm going to fall. Who are you scaring? But do you know that people have said things like that? <laughs> I was preaching in London 2001. Uh, and, uh, and after preaching, a lady comes to me and says, Pastor, if God doesn't give me a husband this year, I'm going to go to the, to the spam bank and I'm going to get myself pregnant. Now, now, for me, it was, it was a foreign thought because I didn't know the, 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 their banks for things like that. <laughs> I come from Natete, don't I? But then she got me wondering what color is he, the baby going to be? I mean, it got me wondering many, many things. But you see, my point is, 
you have to be willing to wait. One of the scriptures that blessed me, thank you Holy Spirit, that blessed me greatly recently was, you know when Solomon says, when the clouds are full, they empty themselves on the earth. You ever read that? Can you throw up that scripture, Ecclesiastes 11.3? Ecclesiastes 11.3? If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. Now, as we seek the Lord, at times we never know where our prayer clouds are going to empty. But they will always empty. They will always empty. So I've learned to seek him patiently as I wait. Knowing that from the day I began to seek his face, he heard my prayers. Amen? Come on, raise your hands and worship him. Raise your hands and worship him. He's worthy. He's mighty. He's glorious. He's powerful. Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.